Hey everyone, I'm Abby with the NASA Diaper. And I'm Jenny with the Trench Coat. Welcome to Blame It on the Badge. Your weekly vagina talk with your besties. This week, we're going back to school vagina style. <laughs> but first, how's your badge this week, Abby? Well, my badge is okay. My Every month, my period keeps starting like a day early. So it's like creeping... <laughs> forward in time I guess and so it started a day early but I guess the good thing about that is that I'm almost through with it and we don't get the kids back for another couple days so I think we have some some time there to get some some sexy times in and the funny thing is that I was uh trying to calculate like if I would get my period when we get married, like when the tentative date is and like our honeymoon and everything. So I was going on my calendar and just like counting like all the way to like 2022. But I'm like, I have no idea. Like, so I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, this might be, but considering now that I'm starting early, like every time or sometimes I'm a little late, I can't really, it's hard to calculate. Like, I don't know where I'll be at in like February of 2022 as far as when I get my period so you'll be so like stopping your period and then you'll be starting it again the next day right it could it very well could <laughs> so I'm like oh can I just go to Planned Parenthood and just get some birth control to skip it for that week you know because <laughs> I used to do that when I was on birth control if I didn't want to have my period I would just skip it and take the actual pills during my period week and then I wouldn't have my period that's a solid honeymoon plan right there. Yeah, yeah. So, Because who wants to have their period on their honeymoon? That's the worst. I had my period on my honeymoon, and we were in Hawaii. Ugh. And we had snorkeling paid for, and I don't wear tampons. I know. So did you suck up all the ocean water ocean. you had? I was paranoid the whole time that I was attracting sharks. Yeah, yeah. Your mom's voice was in your head. Oh, my God. Someone would shout shark, and I would be the first one back <laughs> on that boat. <laughs> I'd be grabbing people by their their bathing suits and, like, yanking them off the ladder. <laughs> like George Costanza, like, throwing everybody out, trying to get away from the fire. <laughs> <laughs> His own mother, like, shoves her out of the way. Yeah. Well, how's your vag, Jenny? My vag is good this week. I've been kind of tired this weekend, and I've been over at my brother and sister-in-law's house helping out with some spring cleaning over there in the summer. <laughs> like, I called it spring cleaning. cleaning, and then I realized, wait a minute, we're at the end of summer. But whatever, it's quarantine days. Everything happens sort of delayed, mm -hmm. if it happens at all these days. So... I haven't really had the energy to um, masturbate, which is sad. So my vagina is kind of sad right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to remedy that soon, though. Good. So I thought it would be fun to do back to school vagina style. If your vagina was the teacher, what would it teach people virtually? And then I realized we probably couldn't do that as an episode without being extremely explicit. <laughs> so I decided I would just teach some more vagina facts. 
and we would cover all the bases. We'll hit science, we'll hit math, we'll hit all the, but we'll try to make it fun too. And I always loved when I would come in and a teacher would have something written on the board, like a fun fact or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was always fun. So let's start with some Guinness Book of World Records. Ooh. Vagina records. The biggest vagina. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like school. We're giggling. I know. <laughs> It was recorded in 1888, and no one has beat the record since. Now, I'm not sure if that's because no one else has had a vagina this big, or because that's not something anyone wants to admit to (laughs) and have their names in the history books. It was a Scottish woman named Anna Swan, and the circumference of her vagina was 19 inches. Wait a minute. Just slightly smaller than a rugby ball. Oh, my God. Wait, why was it that big? Was she born like that? Yeah. She was born this way. She was born that way. (laughs) Man, she could spit those babies out. 19 inches. I mean, you dilate to just 10 centimeters when you have a baby. so She could punt those babies out. Yeah. Like footballs. Yeah. Squirm out there. (laughs) that was a nice clean vagina punt (laughs) three points points. (laughs) strongest vagina oh because you like crack a net no (laughs) you lift weights oh that's right i've seen that yeah okay 31 pounds Oh, my God. I would feel like my vagina would fall out. It was done by, of course, a Russian. Oh, of course. Now, how do you do that? How do you lift weights with your vagina? What do you put up there to make it stay? Okay. So she inserts a wooden egg and then attaches the weight to the egg. And then she has to use her muscles to, like, hold the egg in. Yes. As she's coming up off the floor with the weight. It took her 20 years to work up to this, and she calls it intimate gymnastics. Oh. That'd be an awesome Olympic sport. I wonder if she has, like, YouTube videos. She has her own website where she promotes intimate gymnastics because it helps you with your orgasms. What's the benefit? I mean, this is, like, extreme Kegels, I guess. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That would be the X Games version. Mm-hmm. Extreme Kegels. <laughs> Next up on Extreme Kegels, we have Jenny. She is going to attempt to lift 30 pounds with her vagina. In the off season, Jenny enjoys CrossFit and hiking. She says she does her Kegels daily at her desk. And while she likes to do... Lots of laundry, in quotation. <laughs> she says laundry is the key to her Kegels. We're not sure where that correlation is, but good for you, Jenny. <laughs> Welcome to the X Games. Vagina X Games. The longest orgasm 
was 45 seconds. It involved 25 individual contractions of her vagina. And that was recorded in 1966. Ooh. So they put little, like, probes up there to kind of... Measure it. Yeah. Interesting. The most amount of female orgasms, 134 in an hour. (gasps) Oh, I bet it's one of those people that gets those, like, massive orgasms, like, all the time, all day long, where it's, like, a problem. Those documentaries are crazy. I know, because I'll have six in a session, and that'll exhaust That's a lot anyway, to me. Crap out of me. I can't imagine 134 in an hour. Just an hour. That's got to be exhausting. Right. Some And the male record is 16 an hour. Oh, that's a huge discrepancy. Like, that's a huge difference. Right. But also, like... The man 16 times in an hour. Yeah, because he's got to like go through that whole cycle of getting hard again and going through all that in one hour. 16. He must have been really young. (laughs) Or maybe he took a bunch of Viagra. (laughs) Or, yeah. He was either 22 or he was in his 40s and he took a bottle of Viagra. Yeah. (laughs) What do you do at the end of the hour when it's the four-hour erection, though? Guys, I can still go. You can keep going. Remember, it was only an hour. (laughs) We're only seeing how many times you could come in an hour, Jack. We can do a four-hour record. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can drive me to the hospital. Right. (laughs) If the erection is lasting beyond then. The longest masturbation session was, of course, a male. Mm. Nine hours and 58 minutes. So wait, this is like before they ejaculate then, right? Yes. So he rubbed himself raw, basically, (laughs) for nine hours? How much lotion did he use? (laughs) (laughs) Or was it lube? Did he use his emu oil? I still don't know if that would have helped. Was somebody there, like, just, like, squirting? For him, like every so often, he's like, Oh, I'm drying out. Lotion. <laughs> his team. His team. <laughs> his masturbation team next to him. Right? Because you can't go nine hours without drinking. You got to stay hydrated. Yeah. So somebody's there squirting water in his mouth. The little towel boy. Yeah. Wiping the sweat off his brow. <laughs> <laughs> That's his mom. Yeah. Wiping the sweat off his brow. So proud of you, honey. (laughs) Keep going. You can do it. I know you can last one more hour. Just one more hour. The poor Guinness World Record people who had to sit through that. Yeah. Like, they're on, like, so they're in a meeting, you know, and they have all, like, the applications, right? And they're like, okay, we've got this one. This guy wants to masturbate. And see how long it can last. Who wants this one? And, like, give it to the intern. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants the weird masturbation one. He's probably not even hot. How do you tell your parents that's your internship, too? <laughs> how do you tell your parents that's what your record for in the Guinness Book of World Records is? When you introduce yourself at, like, parties, be like, hey, I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, yeah? 
for what? <laughs> Masturbating. Nine hours straight. That makes me sore just thinking about it. <laughs> you don't even have a... Your phantom penis is sore. Yeah. Well, I just think about myself masturbating for nine hours or sex or anything for, for like that. that for nine hours. How do you last? He has time for that. No. I mean, 30 minutes in and I'm thinking about all the other shit I got to be doing. <laughs> like, yeah, right? <laughs> come on. <laughs> Gosh, that's that, a lot of control, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he controlled himself for nine hours. That's why I think his mom was there. <laughs> Like, don't leave my line of sight, mom. <laughs> <laughs> he almost lost it the five times she had to run to the bathroom. <laughs> Can you imagine how awkward that would be if your parents didn't know the kinds of records that you had logged <laughs> for people working as the intern and they're just yeah. all proud of you and bragging at the next family function? Did you know? Abby is an intern at Guinness and everyone's like, oh, and then you have the one relative who has to ask, what kind of things have you been logging? Oh, you know, the the huge masturbation, vagina lifting, large vaginas, longest fingernails, the weird stuff, longest toenails, all the gross stuff they don't want to do. Longest ear hair. (laughs) Hugest ball of wax from your ear. You know somebody's collecting that. I thought you were going to say hugest balls. (laughs) There, I am sure that is in there as well. (laughs) So gross. Now that we've gotten all the fun stuff we can laugh about out of the way. Let's learn some more things. Now we're going to learn how our vagina is like wine. The normal pH balance of a vagina is less than 4.5, which is almost exact to the pH balance of wine. Interesting. But nobody's told you to shoot wine up your vagina to get that pH back. Your your vagina could be like a wine, what do they call them, sommelier? A sommelier? (laughs) I can't say it. The only reason I know is I have a friend who's a sommelier. (laughs) I mean, that would kill as a party trick. Oh, yeah. Pop open the wine. Where's Abby? (laughs) Oh, let me just get it. It's right up in here. Come test the wine with your badge. (laughs) Hmm. The pH is perfect. (laughs) Hint of smokiness. With a... What do they say? A flavor of cherries? It's nice and smooth. Vaginas and sharks. The lubricant produced by the vagina contains a compound called squalene, which is the same compound that's found in the livers of sharks. You know people put squalene on their face. Right. Is that where they get it from as sharks? The kind that they put on their face? I thought you were going to say, clarify. where they get it from, the vaginas? I mean, now that I know, <laughs> there's free squalene for you guys. Just put that on your face. Yeah, because it's used in a lot of moisturizing lotions, sunscreens, and hair products. So yeah. we really could stop using sharks and shark livers, and we could mm-hmm. just use our own. I mean, it is the quarantine. Yeah, I mean, 
you got to do, you got to make do with what you got while you're People are making their own hand sanitizer. Why not make your own moisturizing lotion using your own squalene? I can't say this enough to the dudes. Our vaginas don't fart. (laughs) Mine has farted. They queef. It's totally different. Yes, yes. It's totally different. So the trapped air that ends up being released from the vaginal canal, it happens at weird times. I've had it happen at work before Mm -hmm. where I'm like, what just happened? Why do I have air up there? That's just random and weird. And now Joe thinks I farted when I walked past (laughs) this cubicle. It was that loud? That's so funny. It was loud. You know, it's I do it more now that I've been wearing those discs when I have my period. Interesting. When I have those discs. And because I think when you put it in, you trap air up there. Yeah. So then it escapes at some point during the day. <laughs> but mine have never been loud enough for other people to hear. Oh. I Well, I think it's it sounds that loud to my ears. Surely they can't hear it. It's like my mother for years was farting in Walmart <laughs> and everywhere in public, like actually farting. And I was visiting her one time and we're standing in a section and she's looking at something and she just, she rips a fart. So <laughs> Did she think nobody noticed said mom and she goes oh you heard that (laughs) I said everyone heard it did you not see the lady walk away (laughs) this whole time she didn't think anyone could hear her because she couldn't hear it (laughs) because her hearing is such shit (laughs) so she just said Walking around farting in public. <laughs> oh my god. Just standing there in line <laughs> at the grocery store letting them rip. <laughs> that is so cute. <laughs> she was so innocent too. The way she was like, you can hear. Oh, you heard that? <laughs> Mom, that was so loud. I'm pretty sure they heard you three aisles over. (laughs) They heard you in the pet food section. That's amazing. I love your mom. (laughs) It's common to get it in exercise, too, the queefing. So I've had it happen a few times, but luckily not super loud. My friends who do yoga, though, really say it happens to them almost every time they do yoga. So I read a tip, which seems weird to me, but they their suggestion is to wear a tampon for your yoga session because that keeps the air from getting in there. Yeah, I can see that. I don't want to wear a tampon when I'm not. I don't want to wear a tampon when I'm on my period. Right. You're not going to. I can't see putting one up there when I'm not on my period. But, hey, whatever works, right? Yeah. Joe probably wishes that I would. (laughs) God, I wish she would just put a fucking tampon in there so she'd stop farting through her vagina. (laughs) 
In rare cases, vaginal flatulence may actually be caused by a fistula. So some women may have an abnormal opening from the vagina to the bladder, the colon, or the rectum. That would be me. I mean, I'm sure I'm got some sort of abnormality down there. Happy with the fissure. Yeah. That's you next week. My tilted, I'm sure my tilted uterus has something to do with that. Let's talk about getting wet. The second most common problem in sex, number one is the libido. The second most common problem is getting wet or the inability to get wet. It's not always tied to arousal. Arousal and wetness can actually occur independently. There's a scientific term for it. Oh. So here I am with your science for the day. Let's see if Jenny pronounces it correctly. (laughs) Arousal non-concordance is a scientific term to describe your physical and mental arousal not being aligned. Mm. You can be super turned on by your partner, but have trouble getting wet for a variety of reasons that have nothing to do with your partner or you. Oh my gosh, I've been there. It's that's, annoying. Yeah, that's where lube comes in. Yeah, you got to stop and be like, okay, go get the lube. <laughs> your body may respond to erotic stimulus that you aren't really into either. So it can work either way. It's nearly a universal problem. At some point, every one of us experiences it. 40% of women have trouble with it on a pretty regular basis. The amount of wetness that most bodies create isn't enough for more than a few minutes Mm -hmm. of penetration and action. So some suggestions that we're going to throw out there. Maybe non-scientific, just listening to women who have been there. Mm-hmm. Erogenous zone focus. So this is where masturbating actually and knowing your own body can really help. Because you learn where, where you like to be touched, how you like to be touched, and you're then able to communicate that with your partner. For example, nipples are my huge erogenous zone. That can really help stimulate me. Why do I fucking overshare so much? (laughs) (laughs) As I'm saying that, I'm like, this, (laughs) my friends, any of them that are left listening to the podcast that haven't abandoned it by now because they don't want to look at me and think whatever it is that came out of my mouth the week before. I'm just trying to help people. I mean, we need these examples. Think the overlooked spots, right? The spots that when you're with someone or when you've been with someone for a long time are tend to get ignored because you're starting to get into the same sex routine where we're going to plan it or it's going to be on this night or we only have this much amount of time. So you have to sort of think of ways to maybe help yourself out or get wet ahead of time, whether you're going to read a chapter in a book or you're going to go back to that nipple play or the neck. I Kissing me on the neck. Oh, my God. That's a huge erogenous zone. 
And you and you probably have to tell your partner these things because they're not going to know. Right. If you don't tell them. Right. And it's when you when you've been in a relationship for a while, even if you told them at the beginning and you're like three years into this relationship, they're not always going to remember. And you don't always have time for that warm up. So if you just let them know, hey, sext them. Mm-hmm. During the day, if it's your Tuesday yeah. night taco, you know, taco night, and then you go have your fiesta in the bedroom afterwards, be sexting all day. Yeah, I mean, Josh and I do that when we know that later on, you know, we try to, I mean, we think about it all day long. So then we're ready to go like that night. Right. And he knows. And and for me, I can't start out with sex. I'm too dry, even as as turned on or as much even as much like touching the rest of my body that he's done I'm just too dry you have to I have to get off first you have to do me first if you want to have good sex (laughs) right it does and and he knows that because I mean and we've and we've done it before where we do the sex thing first and it's never as good you know and oral is a good way Mm -hmm. to get a woman wet yeah, you just have to be willing to, you know, to to do that work. You can't just shove your dick in or in there and then she's totally wet and fine. Like you're gonna have to do a little bit of work. Right. And for women, it's what what turns us on too. Because sometimes if I'm not wet enough, performing oral on someone else gets me wet enough. Like just that act. Yeah. And bringing that pleasure to someone else can. Right, and that could be too. That could be it too. And I'm huge on dirty talk. Before we get in the act, if you're already talking dirty to me or you're sexting me like dirty things all day, sending pictures back and forth. Right. That's always sexy. Surprises. If if they if your partner is not expecting a sudden picture of you in their favorite T-shirt or jersey with no underwear on and a sexy pose on the bed. And it doesn't have to be that day that you take it. Take it a few days earlier. Right. And send, send him it when it's time. Yeah. Slow down the act. Take a while to get there, too. Mm-hmm. That plays into your whole, you can't just shove your dick right in. You can't just shove right. your fingers right in. Doing it in different rooms or different places and incorporating sex toys can really help. I also have triggers that can get me naturally excited, even when I'm not planning on it. Certain candle scents will do it for me. I mean, we're not talking I'm fully ready to go. Right. But it it starts the process. The feeling of silk against my skin. So I have one nighty particularly that I like the feel of it against my skin. That can start it. Or I also have another one that I just feel sexy in. And mm-hmm. then I put it on. So those are just some ex- some suggestions. But always, always have the lube handy. Yeah. There's no, no shame in the lube game. Yeah, and there's no problem if you need it more one day than another. Right. It's not that, yeah, and it's not that you're not turned on or you don't find your partner attractive or he's not doing the right things. It just happens. It does. And it also depends on how long you go as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, if he's going a long time, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be rough if you don't go get the lube right now. So 
It's going to hurt really bad tomorrow. And they have all kinds of fun lubes now, too. They have flavored lubes. They have... So you can go back and forth between your sex game and your oral game and back to your sex game, back to your oral game. They have lubes that heat up. They have his and her lubes. They have CBD lubes. I have friends that swear by that. that. They say that their orgasms are harder with it. Hmm. We should try it. (gasps) We should. See, at this point, it would be a good time for, like, a CBD company to send us. Like, if they're listening and they're like, ooh, we'll send you some lube so we can try it out and talk about it on there. Right. That'll be our, that's our science homework. Try out the CBD lube. That's our science experiment right there. It's not school without PE. So let's talk intimate gymnastics. Ooh. Let's talk our Kegel work. Do you do Kegels? Not enough. Do you know how many times you're supposed to do Kegels a day? Oh, I don't. How many? You're supposed to aim for three sets of 10 to 15 reps per day minimum. Yeah, no, at the rate I'm going, my vagina is just going to fall out when I'm like 70. We'll be walking. Maybe even 60. We'll be walking down the hall at the home and it'll just fall out. And we'll be like, just step over it and keep going, Abby. Fuck, I didn't do my Kegels when I was 40 or almost 40. We'll be like, you don't need it. You don't need it anymore anyways. You old dusty bitch. Right. So how do you do Kegels, listeners? This is how my OBGYN told me. We'll go back to Linda at Walmart. (laughs) Pretend you're Linda at Walmart, but you're trying to hold that fart in instead of letting it go. That's how you do a Kegel. You're in line at the grocery store. You're in a very crowded mall. You really have to fart and you need to squeeze it together to make sure that fart does not come out. That's your Kegel. Another way to do it that I don't like that was suggested was peeing and stopping midstream. Yeah. So pretend you're hiking and you have to pee and you're squatting to go off the trail and you start to go, but you feel a little bit running down your legs. So you have to stop. You stop and you panic because you're with the group and you're like, I can't pee on myself. They're going to see my wet yoga pants. So you have to stop and reposition. The reason that I don't like that is I feel like it gets you used to stopping midstream when you're urinating and that can really cause a problem Later on, if you don't get everything out, if you're not used to, if it becomes a habit. So don't do your Kegels while you're in the bathroom at work or anywhere, actually. Yeah. And don't ever use public restrooms for anything ever, even going to the bathroom. (laughs) Yes. Invite you, Jenny. (laughs) So you hold for three seconds. You hold for a count of three and then you relax. Okay, I'm doing it now. For three. Someone's, everyone's gonna know when I'm doing it because I have like this like look of concentration on my face. They're all Abby's always trying to just do your farts in yeah. at the meetings. It's my kegels, <laughs> not farts. They call on you and you're like, oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was counting. I was doing my kegels. <laughs> Abby, do you have the numbers on that? How many people checked out? I know how many Kegels I've done. (laughs) Wait, I'm on my third set. 
Okay, so let's try it together, listeners. Ready? Pretend like we're holding in a fart. Hold it in. 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000. Relax. 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000. The best part was I saw Abby relax. When I hit the relax part, she went from sitting up straight to, ah, that's one set or that's one rep. So you want to do 10 to 15 of those in three separate sets per day. That is your back to school at home intimate gymnastics PE for mom. Yes. So when you're when your child is doing PE at home with because my child will be actually doing PE with their instructor, you can do your own PE and do your Kegels. Maybe that'll help with the queefing as well. I don't know. Oh, like help that happen? Help it not happen. Or help it not happen. Do your Kegels while you're doing yoga, while your child is doing their actual PE. Yeah. Vaginas are set at a 130 degree angle. Interesting. And don't forget that we shape shift. Mm. Lengthens during sex. Mm -hmm. You can learn to squirt. Really? Abby's going to teach us. <laughs> you have to teach me first. I don't squirt. I can't teach anyone. I don't this, squirt. Oh, here's here's the one. The skein's gland. The skein's gland, which is the erectile tissue near the urethra, that's where you squirt from. Oh, okay. The fluid is similar to prostate fluid. Because we all know what that is. And Abby's not going to teach you, neither am I, but there are plenty of how-to guides and help guides out there on the internet that explain how to do it. Do people actually want to do that? Yeah. Does it so, make it better? Are things yeah. better if you squirt? I think it's a turn-on for some partners. I think some women want to do it because they feel like it feels better. My orgasms are pretty intense. I don't need to add yeah. that. I don't need to either. But I guess if your partner requests it, you can definitely look into it, trying to try to do it for them. Or if it's just something you've always wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, it's 2020. What did you learn during 2020? Hey, I learned how to squirt. What did you learn during quarantine? I learned how to squirt. I learned that the longest mm -hmm. masturbation session was nine hours and 58 minutes. Yep. You can try and replicate that while in quarantine. If you do, let us know, listeners. Yeah. Let us know your longest masturbation session. Yeah. So that sort of segs into the there may not be a G-spot. New research suggests it may be a... Oh, fuck, Abby. This one's going to be bad. What? Clitourethrovaginal complex. Woo! Oh, my God. right. That was good. In your face. <laughs> oh, no. In your veg. There you go. <laughs> New research suggests it may be a clitourethrovaginal complex, which is the clit, urethra, and the front side of the vaginal wall working together at the same time and not just one spot. Not, not that, not, not like a G spot. It's all of it together working. Right. So I'm going to pay attention to my next orgasms. 
because I'm actually wondering if that's what's happening with me. Mm -hmm. But I sort of loop that together with the learning to squirt based on the location of the skein's gland. And maybe with, do people who orgasm with their G-spot squirt more, I wonder? That's a very good question. Like if you like, if they feel like they exclusively orgasm or orgasm more through the G-spot. I don't know either. That's a very good question. Mm-hmm. Let's bust a myth while we're here. I really wanted to say let's bust a nut. But I thought you were going to say bust a move. Let's bust a move. Is it dance? Like a break break for dancing right now? <laughs> Vaginas do not get loose the more sex you have. Oh, yes. Thank you. That's used to shame us into not having sex and enjoying our bodies. So... We can't say that enough. Have as much sex as you want. Masturbate as much as you want with the biggest dildo you can find if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. It's not going to affect the shape of your vagina. You're not going to get loose. The vagina is a very strong muscle that can push out a fucking 10-pound baby and go back to normal. Your now, can it get... doesn't go back to normal right away, but your vagina yes. goes back to normal. Now, what about like multiple babies, though? Can you get, does it get, nope. so after babies, it does not either? No. Good. After babies, it doesn't. No amount of sex, no amount of large sex toys will loosen you or strengthen you out. It's time and gravity that does that. Yeah. But So the older we get, I mean, it might. Right. Just because we're getting, I mean, everybody, everything sags, your skin sags, your muscles sag all throughout your body. So it's logical that that would as well. Right. Yeah. That's where Kegels come in and can really help. And staying sexually active through the years, whether you're masturbating or you're having sex with a partner. And speaking of masturbating. That awesome seg. Mm-hmm. Nearly half of American women surveyed use vibrators. Mm. Wow. Yes. So we're going into the math portion now. We're going to do percentages. Oh, fun. So 50% use them for masturbation, one third use them during intercourse, and 41% use vibrators during foreplay. Oh, okay. Now, out of those women who use them, 84% use them externally, and 64% of them use them internally. So there's a overlap there where some use both, I'm assuming. Yes. It would be the both in the both category. Right. I prefer the internal and external. Cindy prefers both. In our Cindy's Vibratorium episode. Oh, yes. You can go go back and listen to that. People often get things stuck in their vaginas. We did an episode on that. Weird yeah. things get stuck in your vag. The most common things, tampons. Abby mm, can tell makes you that. Yes, yes. Condoms. Ooh. My friend Loretta was talking about high school sex. And having sex and getting done and having the boy looking everywhere for the condom. 
panicked and not being able to find it and saying to her, oh, my God, I can't find the condom. And she was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he said, I think you swallowed it. (laughs) (laughs) Your vagina swallowed the condom. (laughs) Fucked it up. They didn't find it. She found it a week later when she started her period and it came out. Oh, my God. That was shoved way up there then. So an OBGYN said that she can't even tell you the things she's fished out, but that she does it without shame and without judgment. That's good. The good news is you can't lose something in there, even if it's a whipped cream container top. (laughs) Can't travel up through your fallopian tubes into your (laughs) ovaries. When you do, like, your next sonogram down there. Oh, look, you're 12 weeks pregnant. Is that a whipped cream <laughs> container top? The baby holding on to a whipped cream <laughs> container top? <laughs> it comes out, and that's its, like, this? security. Yeah, it's its security blanket. You've got a toddler walking around with a whipped cream container top. They literally have this since they were born. <laughs> Why does Emmy walk around with that tampon? (laughs) She's had it since the womb. That's her passy. Yeah, that's her soothing object. (laughs) She comes out with headphones. (laughs) A flashlight, yeah. (laughs) Picture frame. You will find all of those in our episode about weird things people stick up their badges. That we're now picturing <laughs> the baby coming out of the womb, clutching onto <laughs> in a desperate attempt to stay connected inside the womb. And it cries every time you take it away. <laughs> Here's my iPhone. Shit, I didn't need to buy a new one. Yeah, it's been up there for nine months. <laughs> Well, that pork loin must be done by now. (laughs) (laughs) Toddler's carrying around a pork loin. (laughs) My security pork loin. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's as big as it's as big as the baby. (laughs) And you take pictures. You know how they take those monthly pictures of the baby next to like (laughs) the toy. (laughs) The baby next to the pork loin. You see how much they grow. You can oh. at least like swap it out without the baby knowing, so that it's always a fresh pork loin. <laughs> <laughs> Except my youngest knew when I swapped out her octopus. Mine has an octopus, and she had it's like a little stuffed octopus, and. I bought another one. Not a real one. Let's clear. Right. No. Yeah. It wasn't. And it wasn't up my vag to clarify <laughs> as well. She. I got it as a. As a baby shower gift. And. But I bought another one because I was afraid we would lose this one. Right. And so then I would swap it out so they would both be loved. You know, so that if she lost one, it wouldn't be brand new. She totally knew. Like, because they sounded different. And she would ask why B sounded, she named it B. 
And she, I would ask why B sounded different, and I would just be like, oh, it's just because I washed it. And then, and then, and she believed me because she was, you know, she was like two. <laughs> didn't, didn't we have, and I love how I include like all of the four of us, the marauders in this. Didn't we have that, that panic tonight where she left it at the preschool and you had to get a hold of the preschool teacher? Oh, uh, yes, I do remember because that. Because you didn't have. This is before we got the extra. second one. Yeah. yeah. It was it was it was a hard night that night. Oh my god! It was devastating. It was pretty bad. Now she has three of them, <laughs> and she's nine. <laughs> or no, she's <laughs> she's eight. Sorry, she's not nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, my other one is nine, and I'm getting mixed up. And her cousin just turned nine. <laughs> let's let's do that over. <laughs> she has three of them now and she's eight (laughs) are you sure do you need to go check the birth certificate (laughs) sorry yes i have too many children (laughs) it's only four i can't imagine why you can't keep them all straight jenny you know my memory i know know right she has to call me Okay, so it's the middle one. <laughs> When's How her birthday again? <laughs> I have to send her text messages. Don't forget your oldest has a meet this weekend. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, we don't really do that. And the last fact that I'm going to leave you with on this teaching Monday is that your vagina changes color when you're horny. <gasps> what? Yeah, crazy. Science, yo. Yeah. What kind of colors? Biology. The blood rushes to your vulva and vagina, making it a darker shade than it already is. I've noticed that before. Like my vulva, you know, kind of purpley. Have you masturbated in front of a mirror? No, you- like after when you're like cleaning or something (laughs) or you know whenever you watch and he's going down on you or something (laughs) although hey maybe some people do like masturbating in front of a mirror oh yeah there's no shame Mm -mm. I've never tried that well that's your homework for the week friends do you why don't you try masturbating in front of a mirror what do I have a mirror that you can masturbate in front of? I don't know. I think I might have to like stand on the tub. Right. I don't have a full length of mirror. That's my thing. I don't know. Well, I think I do. I do have a mirror I can bring into the bedroom. You know, I have one of those. Um, I have like a makeup mirror that like adjusts, so you can just like adjust it down. It's not. I mean, it'd be like it's not your whole body in the mirror though. Well, your whole body doesn't change color. No, but I don't know if you want to see from that vantage point or, yeah, if you just want to look at just that. To see the blood rushing to your vulva and vagina and making it dark. (laughs) Yes. So Abby turns purple. What shade do you turn, listener? Are you yellow polka dotted? (laughs) Are you a flying purple people eater? (laughs) 
for you a one-eyed one I don't even remember how the song goes I don't either one-eyed one-eyed one-horned flying purple people eater I think that's what it is are you a flying purple dick eater (laughs) 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 or vibrator eater in Jenny's case (laughs) that's your homework for the week that and squirting yeah learning how to squirt should you desire to learn how to squirt so we're going to send out a survey soon we're going to ask you the funny things your kids have ever said or asked about your vaginas have you ever had to shower with your child has your child ever walked in on you while you're getting out of the shower while you're having sex while you're going to the bathroom because you forgot to lock the door and kids don't have boundaries we're changing your tampon have they ever asked about that Ooh. Yeah. Let us know. And Abby will tell us the story behind that story. (laughs) There's really no story. In a future episode. Yep. So welcome back to school. Yes. So make sure your pencils are sharpened. You have extra tampons and pads. Lots of chocolate snacks. And you're well hydrated. Make sure you have your designated workspace with a door that locks and take regular wine breaks as we head back to school with our kids this week. Try not to kill them. (laughs) I will be trying very hard. (laughs) Good luck with your working from home and your schooling your children. We are here with you. You know, you can always listen to us to for a little break yes. during homeschooling. And if they ask, Mommy, why are you laughing with tears streaming down your face? Be like, just keep doing your PE, honey, and I'll do mine. Be sure to rate and review us on and subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and sometimes Twitter. If you have any questions, you can email us at blameitonthevadge at gmail.com or just hit up our DMs or ask Abby or yell it at Jenny at the gym. And have as good a week as you can with the kids back at school. But by back at school, we mean down the hallway. (laughs) Stay safe. We'll get through this next year. Next year, we'll get to send them back to school full time. Yep. Yep. And have a great week. Bye. Bye.